You'll find our scripture reading on the front side again. It is taken from the Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter, beginning with verse 13. Uh, This is sometimes called Jesus' high priestly prayer. Uh, It's assumed this was the prayer he prayed uh, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he was arrested and then later crucified. And Jesus prayed, Now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. may be seated. You've never heard of a man by the name of Dr. Wayne Fenton, but I'm going to give you just a little bit of information about his professional career. He was a a very well-known psychiatrist. He uh, had a reputation as one of the leading uh, doctors in the study of schizophrenia. And he was a graduate of George Washington University, also taught at Yale, served as a researcher on the National Institute of Mental Health, Uh, authored numerous books on the subject of schizophrenia, and uh, dedicated his entire professional life to helping people with that that issue. In September of 2006, one of his patients, who was 19 years old, was apparently having a very difficult time one weekend and asked if he could come and meet with him uh, kind of in a special session. And so even though it was on a Sunday, he graciously opened up his home and allowed this teenager to come and meet with him. Uh, who struggled with this disease. And uh, Dr. Fenton, uh, during the session, sad to say, this, this patient became enraged at him and began beating him and started swinging at him and hitting him. And Dr. Fenton died later that very day. It's such sad irony to think that here's somebody who had dedicated their life to helping people with this problem and uh, had, had poured his life and his knowledge and everything into that, should end up having this person turn on him. And uh, the, the, very, the very person he was intending to help by his whole life and career, inviting him into his home, and uh, was, was thoughtful of this young man's welfare more than anything else, and yet to be treated like that is just such a sad ending to his life. I want to talk to you today as a Christian as somebody who believes in Jesus Christ as your Savior, the one who went to the cross to pay for all of your sins so that you could have life in heaven. I want to talk to you as somebody today who believes in Christ. Jesus calls you, if you are one of those believers, he says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. And what he means by that is that as a Christian, You really, from God's perspective in heaven, you really are the only hope that brings light into this world because of the the wonderful good news about Christ that you know about. 
You are the light in the world that, that brings the hope of how to get to heaven for people, how to get them out of their graves someday in the same way that Jesus himself rose again from the dead. So as a believer in Christ who knows this wonderful good news, the gospel, you possess this and you are the one that, that uh, God's one way, you might say, where that is confessed of bringing that light and truth into the world so people can get to heaven someday. And yet, what sad irony that you are the very one that this wicked, evil world is going to probably try to target. You are the one who are going to be spit at and attacked and mocked and ridiculed, maybe shut out of things because of your faith in Christ. As the world grows more and more evil and more and more trouble surrounds us. Possibly you won't have your life taken away from you, I hope and pray, but there are people in this world who confess Christ, who believe in him, who are having their lives taken. It's happening every day in other parts of the world. Martin Luther said this, whoever tries to please God will have men as his bitter enemies. So what Jesus is expressing in his prayer to his heavenly Father about you is the fact that if you're a believer in him, there's a natural tension then between you as a Christian and the world, the wicked, unbelieving world that hates Christ. And why is it that there is such an animosity toward a believer in Christ? It's because of the word of God. The very word from Christ, his word, scripture, that, that has brought you to faith in him, that's taught you about him as your savior, that, that's taught you to love him and appreciate him as the one who went to the cross for you so that your sins could all be wiped away, the very one that paid for your entrance into heaven, that word that taught you that that you carry in your heart and mind is the thing that the world hates. And that's what Jesus is expressing. Listen to what he says again. This is the defining characteristic that distinguishes you from the unbelieving world. He says to God, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. So it's that very word of God that separates us from the wicked world that is around us. Even though ironically, it's the thing that the world needs the most. The very word that you carry with you as a Christian that you believe in and trust in and that you want to confess to the world is the very thing, the only thing that will ever get people out of their graves someday to be connected to the resurrected Christ. And yet, the world still despises us. Now notice how your Savior talks about you as a Christian. He says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. That's an amazing statement. Don't miss what he's saying there, okay? What he's saying here is that you, you really don't belong here in this world. Your real home is in heaven, and he's come to purchase that for you. And this is interesting. Jesus now prays to have you stay in this world rather than go to heaven right now. Think of, think of the significance that he is placing on your life as a Christian when he says this prayer. Listen to what he says again to his father. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should protect them from the evil one. Isn't that interesting? Think of that. The very Son of God himself, who has come down to heaven to make sure that you get to go to heaven, that very Son of God is now praying 
that your departure to go to heaven someday can be delayed. That there will be some time that the Father will leave you here on the earth. Why? Because he wants you to be his light in the world. He wants you to be the bearer of his truth in this world, that precious word, so that other people know about it and can someday likewise come to heaven. And so if if you ever have any doubts about whether your life has purpose and value, just look at this prayer. Just look what your Savior says about you. And just consider the fact that he's praying that you stay here, you be delayed in going to heaven because there are things here for you to do representing heaven and the wonderful word that you carry. As you leave chapel today, I hung up a map on the door. It's a map of Mankato. (laughs) And if you look at that map, there's a pink dot where Bethany's campus sits on the greater Mankato area, which they claim now is about 100,000 people. And I put it there intentionally for you to look at as you leave today because it's almost exactly smack dab in the middle. When Jesus calls you to to be a believer in him, he doesn't send you off into a cave or into a monastery. He doesn't tell you to go move away from everybody else. He puts you right in the middle of the world. He puts you right in the middle of where he needs you the most and where your influence, bearing his word and the precious gospel of heaven, can be brought to others. You are the pink dot in this world on that map right in the middle and in the mix of it all, to confess and represent the only Savior the world will ever know. Amen.